Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. So yes, sir, today is Thursday, so it is a Pack Jam show, and of course we are here to talk about AEW as well as NXT. There is a pay-per-view called All In in Wembley Stadium that is pretty much, I want to say, Brian, about two to three weeks away uh, for AEW, as that is going to be a definitely a show that a lot of uh, AEW fans I know that are talking about, that are excited about. Um, however, we are four what was it three to four weeks away from this pay-per-view and gotta say, man, and, and we'll talk more about this, Brian, as we get into, into this show here, first of all, hardly any matches are announced and yeah. there's outside of MJF and Adam Cole, like we've talked about previous weeks. And of course we, and then there's of course this shtick with, uh, with Don Callis and Chris Jericho. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll keep, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, Give it a chance to see where it goes leading up to all in. But outside of that, man, and especially when it comes to dynamite, just another, you know, and Brian, you called it out, man. You said, don't, I wouldn't be shocked if they just completely rinse and repeat the same vicious cycle that they've done in previous dynamites. Well, they fucking did that yesterday, but we're going to get yeah. into all of that. We're going to get into dynamite. We're going to get into as well as NXT as more of the judgment day. If you're not sick of the judgment day, well, they're going to be on Tuesday nights pretty much for the foreseeable future. Um, and Looks I do like have some it. words, some, some more words about the, uh, about the judgment day as well as NXT as a whole. And of course you got dragging off going after the NXT championship, but we'll, we'll talk all about that later on. But the first thing I do want to talk about um, is AEW Collision. And man, um, I think it's a no-brainer, honestly, Brian, when it comes to, to AEW Collision. Like, it is pretty much being, I think it's starting to overtake Dynamite as probably the most consistent, quality-flowing show in, in AEW Dynamite television. Um, again, this was another another show that, again, wasn't great. Nothing that I really needed to see moving mm -hmm. forward. But as far as the show itself... Um, it flowed, flowed, it flowed very, very well. Um, and as well as the start of the show and you don't really see starts to the show like this, where, you know, you start off with a segment and it leads to something later on in the night. I always talk about that with, with WWE. Um, it's a shame that it kind of just, you know, once again, the, the night ends with another tag match. I feel like, you know, collision, I feel like they need to really slow down with the amount of tag matches that they have in the show, but for what the show is, is, is is producing in regards to flow and in regards to balance and everything. It's really, it's definitely the best show. Like I said, on AEW television, as of right now, outside of rampage of, I mean, shit, freaking anything fucking beats rampage at this point. Again, I'm surprised <laughs> they're even on the fucking air, dude, um, right. as well as dynamite. I mean, dynamite as yes, it's had its moments, but very inconsistent over the last, the last several weeks. And now you have collision. That's just been, can't really well not like a breath of fresh air but definitely there's more consistency and there's just the show has flowed better and there's just more to sink just a little bit more to sink your teeth into in regards to trying trying <laughs> you know I use that term very heavily to try to get something 
you know, to be intrigued by, if that makes sense to everybody. So I'm going to jump straight into, and this is kind of the only topic that I have in regards to uh, into collision. Of course, there's some other stuff as well as regards to Billy Gunn, um, you know, the whole match that they had with House of Black and him untying his boots and all that and all that jazz. But we'll get into that. But the first thing I want to talk about is Ricky Starks. Uh, Ricky Starks, he started off the show at Collision. You know, gets massive fucking pyro, which just came out of freaking left field. I mean, my God, it's like I, I thought if Charlotte that was a mistake, man, because yeah, that was like that was, it was like weird, right? pyro, <laughs> right? I was, yeah, I was gonna say, I hope I'm not the only one that thought that in the moment, because like this is a shit ton of fucking pyro. It was very, yeah. very interesting. Uh, I mean, I thought Charlotte Flair, or Roman Reigns, was like coming down the fucking ramp. I was like, good lord, this is a shit ton of a shit ton of pyro. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah, he's in the ring. He, he showed, he, he shows off his new Louis Vuitton bag and shit that he won from winning the Owen Hart freaking tournament as he's now, it looks like he's, I guess you can say, Brian, he's now officially somewhat playing of as a heel type of character. It seems like now as after what happened last week with the whole holding on to the bottom rope and the finish, the roll up finish and everything. And it seems like Starks, character is slowly starting to make a turn here. Um, which again, I actually don't mind. I mean, we've, we've spoken so highly about Ricky Starks and he cuts a, a decent promo for what was about, I would want to say 90 seconds, um, as CM Punk comes out and he says, listen, he's, he says, I can live with the L, but Ricky, you know, he says, but you can't live with knowing you can't beat me without cheating. You know, of course, talking about the whole holding onto the rope and such from last week, you know, Starks makes like a dig about Punk's red bag about trying to be still being the world champion or whatever, you know, and freaking, you know, Punk says like, listen, you know, I'm still the, you know, or what's, what's the word I'm looking for? He's still like legit, like the, the legit champion still, regardless of how, if MJF's holding on to the legit title, he's the real champion. Um, that you know, of course is the red bag that he was holding or for previous weeks, I want to say. And then he had Christian and Luchasaurus, freaking Christian with his fucking turtleneck, fucking looking like the biggest douche on the face of the freaking earth alongside freaking Luchasaurus. And it pretty much just leads into a tag match later in the night as Darby Allen interrupted, grabs, just grabs a mic out of Christian's hand. Um, you know, he states he'll become the new face of TNT. I guess that, that means he's going to go after the TNT title now and, and, What's weird, yeah. he's also got this shtick with AR Fox, and that's another whole what the fuck type of thing when it comes to Dynamite. Um, but yeah, it kind of just leads into a tag match. Um, you know, Tony Schiavone makes it official, per, you know, per Tony Khan's words from backstage, and then the match is official uh, for later on in the night. But before we get into the match, Brian, I'm going to have you get your words in as I've done a lot of talking to start the show. Your thoughts about what punk and Starks have going on right now and, and your thoughts about what this could potentially maybe lead to and how intriguing and how intrigued are you invested in, in regards to the situation? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, I, I do like what they, you know, if they're, well, they're obviously headed into a feud. Um, but yeah, with, with the promo last night, I mean, yeah, you definitely got the vibe that Starks was cutting a heel promo, uh, but then punk comes out there and, Maybe it was just the Jersey thing or, or whatever, but he started in the beginning kind of cutting a heel promo too. And I'm like, what, you know, what's going on here? Cause like, you, obviously you're not going to have both of them being heels. So, um, but yeah, ultimately I, I think, you know, Starks is going to be the heel punk is the face. Um, 
man, like you said, so that's still a month away to Wembley. Um, yeah, I, I guess that would be a match that they're going to have at Wembley. Uh, I mean, you know, we had speculated about Samoa Joe and Punk, and, you know, I guess Samoa Joe's out of the picture. Um, yeah, which is... That, I mean, I'm here for it. I, I think the feud could definitely be good, elevate um, uh, Starks to another level, which, you know, he should have been, you know, months ago, but, you know, here we are. Um, and also with Punk's promo, you know, cutting that where he kind of, you know, whether it was kayfabe or a little serious about, um, you know, him being the real champion. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to go down the road of, well, MJF and Punk or or whoever may be holding on to that title if that's, you know, because he clearly made the statement like, you know, no, I'm the champion and, you know, I have the belt in the bag and, and whatever. So. I, that'll be interesting too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as Starks goes, I thought it was a good promo. Um, I think, I think he'd be better as a heel to be honest. I think, I mean, he can pull off both. He's one of those guys that I think can do both, but I think he'd be a better heel. So yeah, um, yeah I, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah. And, and listen, and I do like the fact that they put a lot as of late, they've put a lot of attention into Ricky Starks. And I mean, I'm, uh-huh. and I'm thinking to myself, man, like, where the fuck has this been for the last month or two, bro? Like Ricky right. Starks. And it's just like, and we've said this, Brian, for a, for a while, like, you know, he, even him being the baby face, like this could, this could work, man. Like you can legit yeah. have this dude freaking sore as a baby face. Like, like you said, he's capable of doing both. And ever since that match with MJF, he has been like legit an afterthought. And now yep. finally, it seems like they have something for him. And it seems like it's going to be as a heel, which I do find weird because he just did turn babyface not too long right. ago. But yeah. but still, you know, it, they, you know, I guess beggars can't be choosers at the end of the day, as long as they don't try to flip flop him too much heel and face. But yeah, right. I mean, can this can this feud be can this feud be be special with Punk? Absolutely. And this is kind of where I turn to with the whole thing with Samoa Joe, right? Samoa Joe, they had their match at the Owen Hart Cup tournament a couple weeks ago. He attacks him after the bell, and we're thinking, okay, this is what's going to jumpstart a feud between Punk and Joe. And now, all of a sudden, the attention has immediately flipped over to Ricky Starks. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. good for Ricky Starks. That's awesome, but... Now Samoa Joe is just directionless competing on ROH that nobody fucking watches, <laughs> holding on to a television title, whatever it's called, right? So it's it's weird. It's just really weird how we're getting into these feuds, if that makes sense, right? It's like yeah. we're kicking someone to the curb, and it's just like there's no explanation of like, okay, you attacked Punk after the match, and now there's no follow-up. Now it's just all about Ricky Starks and Punk. So right. it's just weird. It's just weird how we're getting into this shit. If if um, if that makes sense, Brian. Um, but yeah, because because at the end of the day, man, I, like with Punk and Starks, I'm definitely all for it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm just not a fan of just you know kicking someone to the curb and not expecting anybody to say anything, right? Like with Samoa, yeah. like what is Samoa Joe doing? Is he just going back to ROH and just? He's like, oh, okay, here, I just attacked Punk. I lost the match, and now let me try to, you know, freaking try to make ROH relevant. You know, like, fuck are we doing? Um, it's, yeah. So that's just kind of weird to me. But 
Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that they're putting attention to Starks and Punk. And the show, like I said, the show was fine what it was. That's kind of the, really the only the only negative gripe and the only gripe that I have in regards to this. But um, so, yeah, and I mean, Ricky Starks, it seems like, you know, they're, the whole shtick is going to be him cheating to win now, it seems like, you know, as the <laughs> yeah. it seems like now as he did it. He did it with now with uh, with Punk, and now he's done it with Darby Allen. So, and and that's the thing too with Darby, and and this is where I get into this match here real quick. And Brian, I'll and I'll have you you get your thoughts in in just a second sure. when it comes to this match. Um, decent tag match, very solid tag match. I have nothing nothing against mm-hmm. of what this match was overall. Um, um, it's just the fact that now with Darby, right? So. And and I know we're gonna get into into dynamite in just a second, but and, and it's mainly, of course, you know, we're gonna talk, of course, with MJF and Adam Cole. It seems like, you know, their big match coming up for this coming Saturday for collision, which is just two days away. Um it's just weird how now Darby was placed in this situation to team with Punk to take a roll-up finish, and now now he's in this situation with AR Fox. Right. And yes, AR Fox. And got, I know there's a lot of people like, who the fuck is that? Exactly. Right. <laughs> so he, of course, AR Fox has been one of those, you know, those guys that we've always loved to mention, right? That Tony Khan just puts them on their show that uh, a lot of casual fans just know, don't know about. Well, they put a lot of stock into a yeah. guy that is, that is AR Fox in regards to a, a, I guess you could say it's a faction in regards to the Mongol embassy. I, I want to say whatever that faction Mogul. is called. Mongol, Mongol yeah, Mongol, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I, I apologize if I'm not. But so they're starting this shtick with 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 Darby, and yet you have him take an L on Collision, and now you're flip flopping him over to the like he he said he was going to be the new face of TNT again, and now he's going back over to TBS and feuding with freaking AR Fox and whatever the fuck they're doing here. I, everything, and we talked about this too last week, Brian, and how everything is just all over the place. One person is here, one person's doing this, one person's doing yeah. it's just it's just a lot to comprehend. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna send this off to you, Brian. Your your thoughts about the tag match, which again was was damn solid for what it was. Christian and Starks, everybody did a tremendous job. And again, I've not, the show overall was fine. Like I said, man, the, the collision has definitely been a, a big positive light in this company continues to do so i just wish that the numbers and the metrics prove that um yeah. unfortunately it doesn't but but yeah brian your thoughts in regards to your final thoughts in regards to this whole situation with starks and punk in this tag match that uh that ended collision this past saturday yeah i agree with you i mean it was a, a good match fine match um i, I just th- it was if the feud is punk and starks and then Allen and either Luchasaurus or or uh, Cage, you didn't need to intertwine the two. They just <laughs> you don't yeah, need to connect that. Yeah, it's, um, it's really weird. Now, unless like if you're starting something with with Darby and Christian, that okay. But now the attention now is with Darby, and it looks like Nick Wayne, this this kid Nick Wayne, who's 18 years old, and now they're doing yeah. something with the uh, with Ar Fox and Swerve Strickland. So like. It's just everything is all over the fucking place, man. It's yeah. just it makes and there's no and because of that, there's very little there's very little intrigue that, you know, that fans can really just get invested in when there's just so much happening with very little build and very little, you know, creativity put into it. You know, there's only so much 
investment that fans can put into it, you know? So, but yeah, continue. Yeah. Yeah. And just, so especially with Allen, like you said, it just seems like he's, where's he going? Um, I mean, is he going to have a feud on, on dynamite and a different feud on collision? Cause as you mentioned, um, and listen, I'll give AR Fox his little moment. We've shit on him a lot, you know, for his, you know, he's a yeah, flippy diver yeah. guy. Um, obviously, I mean, this kind of came out of left field with the heel turn and they really invested in him in this show. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but it's one of those things again where like, okay, it looks like, you know, he's going to now be a, a big part of the show, but mm-hmm. what does fucking AEW do? They'll do something like this and then yeah. we'll see him for three weeks. And that's, so. the, and that's the thing too, right? And listen, good for AR Fox, right? As much yeah. as we make fun of the dude for just being one of those, just fucking just another average Joe Schmo wrestler that's on your, that's on your, that's on your roster. Right. I mean, look, good for him. He, he got some good TV time. Clearly Tony Khan. Yeah put a lot of time into the dude and that's fine. But here's the problem. Not a lot of dudes know who this fucking guy is and neither, neither do they know about this fucking faction that he's joining. So he's joining yeah. this little faction. Yeah, the mogul embassy. Like, like, what the fuck have they ever been? Like, right. I mean, so you're different members in and out. They've never been relevant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Like this is a faction that, like you said, has never been relevant. So you pair him with the with with Swerve, and it's just like, okay, that's great. But here's the problem: Does anybody know who they are, and does anybody give a fuck? <laughs> you know. So you put all that right. time and effort to make this to make this whatever this faction, I guess, get you know more broad, but nobody right. cares about them. And people are like, oh shit, Swerve's in a fucking faction. I didn't know about that shit. And like, <laughs> you know, it's just if you're gonna add members to a faction. Make them feel as such. Nothing about what Swerve and wh- who else is in this shit. Freaking Big Bill and freaking uh, Brian Cage and whoever the hell is in is is in this whatever group. Like they're yeah. just again, they're just another guy, a group on the roster that just doesn't feel important. And you right. put Ar Fox in this, and that's great that you're giving him TV time. And we always say this too, Brian. Like. I don't care who you push. I don't care what, what you do with a wrestler. Just make me care at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be my favorite wrestler or whatever, but just make me care. Have him join a faction that I feel as such towards. <laughs> like, are you getting that with freaking Swerve and his crew? The answer is no, man. So that's, and right. now you're having Darby be a part of this shtick. And now mm-hmm. you're having him being in this situation with Punk and Starks, and he's taking a L that was just not fucking needed. If you're having him inserted into this situation with Swerve, so it's just it's a fucking yeah. mess, man. It really is, and that's just what AEW is just really kind of struggling to to get the ball rolling with. There's just so much shit that fans have to connect dots, and now they have to work ten times as hard. Oh snap! Like Darby's involved in this, and he's involved in this. Freaking Swerve's involved in this as well. Like the like the but we talked about like with the Bucks and Jericho. Like Jericho is feuding with the JAS, but he's also got this shtick with Don Callis because he's feuding with Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Like it's a lot. <laughs> like you're you're, you're <laughs> right, having right. your fans work ten times as hard to keep up with all this shit. It's just it's fucking yeah. weird. But yeah. Brian, your final thoughts in regards to all that. No, I agree with all that, man. Um, Yeah, it just seems like now, you know, with Darby, um, yeah, coming off the, you know, the the world title four pillars match um, and having him kind of involved in so much shit, like, it's kind of hard to tell if you're like, are you just 
throwing shit at the wall and seeing which one sticks and then trying to go yeah. with that. That's what it feels or, like, yeah. Or are you trying to make him like the workhorse of the company? Or yeah, it's just kind of I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of weird. weird. Um, and even uh, just closing thoughts, I'll go back to Samoa Joe. Why I kind of hesitated to say that, like, you know, at Wembley it's going to be Starks and and uh, Punk, mm-hmm. um, just because of the Joe thing, and that's still a month away, right? I mean, it's. Yeah, we're. I think we're about like three. We're like three to four weeks away. So yeah, pretty much a month away, pretty much from from. Yeah, I from mean, that it's not out of the realm of possibility that I don't know, Starks and and Punk have a match. Maybe Samoa Joe comes back and interferes because I don't know. I mean, as far as selling tickets, yeah. like to Wembley, I would think Joe and Punk would be a, a bigger match. Yeah. And- um. And but at the, the same thing. time, like Starks is on his way, and I, I, I mean, he needs a shot like that to elevate himself. So, and I, I'm yeah. totally down with that as well. So it's just a, I don't know. We'll see where they go with that. <laughs> and that's the thing about this pay per view too. It's just like, yeah, it's great that they're selling tickets because it's Wembley Stadium. It's a big event and all that fun stuff, right? But it's like outside of MJF and Adam Cole, and we're gonna dive into that in just a second with uh, with Dynamite here, like. And of course, and, and and like we talked about earlier with Jericho and Don Callis to where maybe that could lead to something, maybe, but they're going to have to really kick things into high gear if they want to do such. Um, and it's been fine for what it was, but when it comes to MJF and Adam Cole and what they're doing, it's it's nowhere close. I mean, let, let's just yeah. be honest. Um, right. So outside of that, like building up to AEW all in, like what's there really to sink your teeth into? Because if that's the case, Brian, to where if Samoa Joe is just to just to come back and interfere with Starks, because and like you mentioned with Starks, like you know where does Ricky Starks then go? Like what's his match? Right. What, what's his going to be involvement with with All In? If you're putting all this investment towards him, so all of that shit is just like okay, now he's just going to you know part ways to a, a completely different feud. It's just it's weird, man. Yep. Like these builds, like there's nothing. There's nothing that's just allowing things to breathe. It's like every one to two weeks, it's just like there's always something like someone else is being involved in something else and there's just nothing. And we wonder why with even with Collision, as well as Dynamite, both shows that the ratings just either go down or they just have just stayed where they are over the past several years because not a lot of fans. And of course, we and I always talk about this too, Brian, like. Of course, the diehard wrestling fans like me, you, people in this Ruthless Talk community, as well as the IWC, we're going to tune in. We're going to let things play out. But when it comes to casuals, man, I speak. I always talk about casuals because though that type of fan base is so important when it comes to really building a show, a, a character, a feud to really make things special when the casual fans see it. Right. And yeah. that's what breaks your ratings from an 800,000 to close to above or close to, or if not above a 1 million with dynamite or in such. Right. And, yep. you know, cause there's only, there's only so much that fans can sink their teeth into with only like a week or two or so of build. Right. Mm. Or just like a said match. And then all of a sudden like, poof, it's done moving on to the next banger of a match. Right. And like at the end of the day, like what's that, what's that getting you excited for all in, you know, you have this big Wembley stadium of like, of almost, almost, you know, 
I, mean, I, I want to say how many tickets have they pretty much sold, Brian? Uh, yeah, much. I haven't looked at that recently. I wonder. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, what I've, I've lost now. count of how many tickets they've sold, but they have sold quite a bit, and that's great for yeah. them. But at, but leaning up to it, like, what are you really sinking your teeth in outside of MJF and Adam Cole, of course? And they've done a tremendous job with that. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm concerned with, Brian. Is is outside yep. of maybe just getting to the main event, like just looking at my watch, like what, when is MJF and Adam Cole coming on? Like, let's fucking, let's fucking hurry this up. That's what I'm afraid that, uh, that all in is going to be sure. The atmosphere is going to be fine. The atmosphere is actually, it's going to be more than fine. It's actually going to be, I'm sure damn freaking solid. It's going to be in yeah. freaking London for fuck's sake. Um, you know, and, and the setting and everything's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. But when it comes to the actual show, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it's not going to deliver its expectations, if that makes sense, when it comes to how intrigued I am going into it. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. but yeah, Brian, your final thoughts. Um, and of course, but actually, before I get to your final thoughts, um, shout out to Billy Gunn. Um, as it's the, yeah. as he seemed like he, uh, you know, he was untying his, his boots and whatever. It seems like they're playing. Obviously, I don't think he's legit freaking retiring because it seems like it seems like he's starting something with the acclaimed because the, obviously the acclaimed are like baffled, like, well, what are you doing? Like what, what, what's going on here after they just lose to the freaking house of black again. Um, <laughs> you just want to emphasize that again, fucking the acclaimed yeah. is losing again, a tag team that's losing a trios fucking title match. Again, I don't fucking know. Um, for this again, for the second time in this calendar year, which is just, I, I, again, guys, I don't fucking know. um, yeah, so it seems like, and we talked about this too with the acclaim, Brian. It seems like you know, is this where Billy Gunn and the acclaim finally go their separate ways? Maybe like you know, because we, we've discussed like you know, Billy Gunn and the acclaim, which yeah, we like we like these two or this trio together, but with the mm-hmm. acclaim, man, they don't they don't really need they don't really need Billy Gunn really at all no. um, as a team. I mean, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Clearly, this is going to be storytelling wise to where maybe they're te- he's teasing a retirement or maybe he's going to pull like a Mark Henry or some shit. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who knows Mark Henry's fucking that whole retirement segment. And he freaking just beats the living shit out of John Cena. That brings me back freaking memories. But uh, putting on an Oscar freaking performance that year. Uh, but yeah, so but yeah, shout out to just shout out to Billy Gunn. Um, in in regards to, uh, in regards to that, but yeah, Brian, your final thoughts about collision and everything else as a whole. Yeah. I'll just keep it to Billy Gunn. Yeah. Definitely shout out to him, man. Um, yeah. With how the segment ended, I mean, yeah, I I don't think he's good. It's going to be soon, but, um, I don't know. I guess this is probably setting up maybe one more kind of like little final run, final story or whatever. Um, but man, just, you know, thinking about, Obviously, his height of popularity was Attitude Era and DX and, you know, the New Age Outlaws. Um, You know, the guy for what he was, I mean, you know, we talk about this all the time. He wasn't, you know, I mean, he he had the look, right? I mean, he could, could, you know, carry his own in the ring. He wasn't great. He wasn't great on the mic either. Um, but just that tag team in general and that era and, and, and what it meant to wrestling, like, seriously, you go back and, and ask, ask anybody from that era, we will repeat word for word that, 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 uh, new age outlaw entrance, you know, um, still to this day. Um, and, and it's yeah. just one of those things where, um, 
you know, it's kind of hard to predict, you know? I mean, like I said, he wasn't the most talented guy, wasn't the most over guy, but he's part of something that is just going to live in wrestling for fucking ever, you know, because yeah. it was that good yeah, and that totally. big. So, yeah, shout out to him and his career. Um, you know, how much time he has left is obviously up to him. And, and shit's sake, man. I mean, that, that guy might be the most in shape 60-year-old I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, man. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> right. he's got years left on him if he wants to. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, shit, Sting, yeah, but Sting is still wrestling at fucking 60. So, hey, I mean, if, if that dude wants to keep doing keep doing his, yeah. his thing, then hell. For, I mean, he's, he's in shape for it. So, right. Um, but, yeah, no, major shout out to him for sure. Um, and even though I wasn't obviously, you know, old, I'm not old enough to remember the, the New Age Outlaws in their prime as well as DX as a whole when they were, you know, in the late 1990s and all that stuff. But, of course, like you guys know, I always love watching old school stuff and, and all that fun jazz, man. So I know that the new age outlaws very, very well, as I'm sure people, a lot of, even from my generation know who they are. Um, of yeah. course they have one of the most legendary freaking shticks of all time in professional wrestling, um, with, with him as well as road dog. So, but yeah, man, so we'll see when it comes to, when it comes to Billy Gunn and the acclaimed and see what, see what, what, what happens there. It just seems like, you know, and again, I mean, great for house of black as well, but I mean, how, how more intrigued are we with House of Black after this freaking win, man? It's just like yeah. they're, they're, these trios titles are they're just a waste of fucking time. It's just it really as, is, as, man. especially with who they choose to put it on at times is just I feel it holds them back because I mean, why? Yeah, you know, I mean, they don't. It, here's the thing. Like, they don't really need the titles when it comes to like supernatural characters. Right. I always say this about Bray. I say this about The Undertaker all the time. Like. These characters don't need a title to be larger than life. Neither does yeah. Malachi Black. Neither does this fucking faction. Mm -hmm. But yet they had no choice but to do such because they've been booked like fucking shit. Or, or, or better yet, they haven't been booked like shit. They haven't been booked at all. <laughs> there has been no creativity with this faction at all. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's just, it's just really weird, man, and just how... Yeah this whole trios division and and it's written it's affected the tag division man ever since this trios titles thing has been has been a thing right it's just it's affected the tag division the tag division has yeah. not been the same since the trios titles has started you know everybody yep. was so excited about trios titles and more trios matches and more freaking a banger of six-man tag matches well Look where it's gotten us, man. <laughs> Fucking nowhere. And it's affecting the tag division in the process as well. And it's a just... quick shout out to uh, Cash Wheeler for, I, I don't know if it was on Collision or Dynamite, but during his promo, like he mentioned, you know, like we have tag teams here in AD AEW, you know, yeah, <laughs> like legit tags, you know, the Young Bucks, the Acclaimed, you know, the Guns, you know, legit tag teams. Like, what the fuck are we doing <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, so that is pretty much collision as a whole, man. So again, can, collision, like I said earlier, continues to be a very consistent, good flowing yep. show. Um, I just wish that we could have done better than to lead to a tag match once again. I feel like we've seen already way too many tag matches, Brian, to end the night, and not enough cliffhangers to end the night. Mm -hmm. So, but outside of that, you know, again, the stuff with. Um, Again, the stuff with the acclaimed, I guess, you know, maybe you can sink your teeth into that. I don't trust Tony Khan getting any any ounce of creativity when it comes to the, to in, in regards to the longevity of things. For what the show was, it was fine. It flowed well. 
I just wish that there could be more that we can sink our teeth into and say, yeah. man, you know, I want to see what happens next week. However, as we get into Dynamite, there's going to be one particular match that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be looking into and looking forward to for this coming Saturday. And that involves the bromance between MJF and Adam Cole as not a whole lot much attention was brought this week. Uh, pretty much just kind of just recapping their promo from Blood and Guts uh, after their their victory over Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Of course, uh, uh, FTR cut a promo from Collision calling them out, calling uh, MJF and Adam Cole. Like legit, Cash Wheeler just tells Adam Cole, like, hey, like you you cannot trust MJF, man. Like we know who MJF is because of their relationship with the Pinnacle. So I kind of like that relationship and adding the FTR a little bit into the story, even if they're just a, even if they're just there temporarily uh, in this story, you know, they can reflect on the pinnacle and you know how he was right. in the pinnacle and he, all he cares about is himself. So and cash wheelers trying to warn Adam Cole, like not to trust this fucking guy. Uh, Dax, you know, he, he, he kind of, of course, you know how Dax is, man. He freaking re references his family a lot with his promos and all that stuff. And hey, and, and much love to Dax, man. And shout out to, to him and his podcast. I don't think he does his podcast anymore. I don't want to no, think, Yeah, but, not since they came back. Yeah. Yeah, not since they came back. I don't think he's done it as much. But but still, shout out to him um, as, he, as he continues to cut a promo. I said, listen, he's like, next week, he's like, we threaten them with an ass kicking. You know, he's like, you know, he talks about, you know, pretty much them taking the tag division as a joke. Like you were mentioning Brian about like, Hey, we have tag teams in this division and you're treating this tag team division or these, this opportunity just as just, just going through the motions. Like it's a joke, but we take this tag, right. this tag division very, very seriously, you know, cause they're all about, you know, freaking fists and all about the, you know, and all that fun and all that, that jazz that FTR brings that, that whole shtick that they do. So yeah, and then that's when I get into uh, in with Dynamite and freaking MJF was like mocking freaking Dax and he was like freaking mocking it. He's like, I love my family. I love my baby girl. And <laughs> I just MJF was just fucking on one, just calling out freaking, uh, yeah. just calling out Dax and calling out Cash Wheeler. Just fucking hilarious, man. Just freaking. Um, and then, you know, Adam Cole states, and this is good. Again, this was all just recapping what happened last week. Um, the stuff that we didn't see from the interview last week um, after they won their uh, uh, their match against Daniel Garcia and, and, and Sammy Guevara. Uh, he states that he's, you know, he's like, he, he's like, you're not just becoming like a friend. You're not just becoming my tag partner, but you're, be you know, you're, you're one of my best friends, man. And he's like, and he's really, and he's being genuine, man. Like he's really feeling a lot comfortable now. Like he's legit just like all, <laughs> no pun intended. He's all in with this fucking tag team, right? Right. It, it's Adam Cole at this point. Um, and MJF states like, you know, listen, you know, win or lose or draw, if we win these tag titles or not, he's like, I, he's, he, he states that he's going to give Adam Cole a rematch for his world, his world championship. Um, you know, whether that's at all in or, you know, for regardless of when it is, he says like, he will be the first in line to get a rematch for this title. And that's when Roderick strong comes in. He comes in, he just, interrupts he shoves mjf they start screaming at he they start screaming at each other he screams <laughs> what what does he say oh my he said i forget the line that mjf says it made me freaking laugh when i heard it and i'm forgetting it's off the top of my head oh, but know. it was fucking hilarious i have to go back and i have it in my notes somewhere i have to go back and look at that um <laughs> but he calls roderick strong something that made me fucking just laugh out loud uh, but they're screaming at each other for the most part. 
And then Adam Cole is like, he's in a rock in a hard place with Cole and, 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 or excuse me, with Roderick strong and, uh, and MJF. And he's like, listen, don't trust. Like he's using you. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? And like Adam Cole's like stating to trust him. Like, listen, it's like, you're my best friend. I love you like a brother. Like, trust me. I got this. And like, you know, Roderick Strong's like had enough. He's like, he's grabbing his arm. And even he's like, hey, boundaries. And now, now it seems <laughs> like, you know, the boundaries are now against more of Roderick Strong than it is yeah. with MJF now. And freaking, and, you know, Roderick Strong, he's shaking his head like, this is not good, man. This is like, he's getting set up to be, you know, freaking to be freaking, you know, for MJF to when the timing is right to just be freaking, just freaking attack him when, when the timing is right and blindside the motherfucker. Um, at least that's what we, especially when we talked about last week, that's what we assume is going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, it's just that little interaction. Again, it's nothing, nothing major. I guess they want to save and put all their chips into one basket for collision that's coming up, uh, for, for this coming Saturday. So not a whole lot was talked. And of course they, they showed FTR's interview, pretty much stating the same stuff that they talked about, uh, on collision, kind of the same type of promo. Um, and, and backstage reviewing, uh, or Renee Young was interviewing them backstage. That's pretty much it, man. So yeah, Brian, I'll, I'll let you get your thoughts, man, about, you know, cause, and, and this is where I get into this, right. And, and I want to get your thoughts about this. You know, a lot of people are really starting to be fans of this and rightfully so as cl including us too. And mm -hmm. it seems like a lot more people are, are now saying, man, Hey, you know, forget the, forget the turn keep these dudes as a team because of how entertaining they are together. And that's becoming now more of the talk. Like, you know, should this team break up? Should Tony Khan just, you know, should he change things and, and, and keep sticking with these two as, as a tandem or whatever? So that's now been kind of the talk as of late because more and more people start to get on board with the shtick and now more and more people now want to see it. So Brian, with all that being said, you know, your thoughts about, you know, with this upcoming tag match, of course, for Collision, this tag title match, and, and your thoughts about uh, this this whole this thing in the wrestling world about should this tandem be breaking up or not when it comes to MJF and Adam Cole? Yeah, by far in AEW, this is the best thing going. Um, and honor it's it's one of the rare situations, man, where it, I, I I see there's there's three outcomes, right? There's either you know, Cole turning on MJF, MJF turning on Cole, or for right now, they remain a tag. And I'm okay with all three of them, to be honest, because I, I think they're, they're just so good. And they've, and they've told that story so well to this point that whatever direction they decide to go, I think is going to be money regardless. Um, so kudos for them. Cause that's, I mean, it's, it's not easy to do and, and you, yeah. it, it takes special talents to be able to do something like that. But, um, absolutely. Yeah. I can see a scenario like in my personal opinion, like I still want to see MJF as the heel, but he's proven like he can be the face and he could be the face of a company, including yeah. WWE. Um, and so because here's really where I, you know, they have an opportunity where they, I think they really could pull a huge swerve here. Um, and, you know, even with Roderick Strong, like all this thing, you know, and FTR is telling Cole, you know, don't trust this guy. You can't trust this guy. And, you know, it's just, it would be just a good a scenario or story if, you know, at the end of the day, Cole strikes first. 
And then it's kind of like, you know, yeah, I heard FTR. I heard Rod. Like, I knew what I was doing. I know not to trust this motherfucker, you know. Um, so, yeah, it could it could go anyway. And and it's going to be good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just it's going to be interesting to see how it does play out. But, again, I'd be okay with any three of those scenarios, man. I really would. Yeah, for sure. Ab- absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and to kind of, kind of answer my own question or the question that's been, you know, talked about as well to that. Come yeah. I, I think they should, I think the the turn should happen here against the yeah. match with FTR. And I, yeah. and I, and I, and I agree with you because, and listen, I understand, you know, we, we come across things and it's lightning in a bottle. Right. And, and that's Ooh. what MJF and Adam Cole have been this entire this entire tandem and it's been awesome but no doubt man that this the turn has to happen unfortunately as much as we love it as much as we want to continue to see shticks like with them working out in the gym or going to chinese restaurants and whatever the fuck right um the turn i think the turn it would just be weird if the turn didn't happen right And and i understand i get it you know we talk about like the shock factor you know, like, oh, we, we know the turn's coming, like, uh, like this and this and that, right? But, but who, but again, man, I always talk about the way they do things, right? As long as they, they do it properly, they do the turn properly to where the moment is still awesome, the moment is still, you know, you know, worthy to, to talk about, you know, moving forward into all in, which again is a big event that you want to pump up towards. You right. know, and to me, that's all it really matters, man. But yeah, no doubt that the turn definitely needs to happen. And, and another thing as well is like, because so many people, they're, they're so into this team. And I think that the turn would kind of make people feel a certain type of way just as more because of the split, because I like, oh, they're, they're disappointed because the, because now the, the team is broken up officially and like, oh, snap. Yeah. And now it's. You know, it's and, and that's the thing too with wrestling. It's it's all about making people feel, right? People feel sure. this connection yep. with MJF and Adam Cole, and you get and you'll get more of a feel once the turn happens. Right. And I think that and, that's and you'll more, you'll you'll pick a side, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly, right? Are you with MJF or, or are you with Adam Cole? You know, you're, right. you're you're already so into what both of them are doing, and now you want to continue to see what happens. You know, because I mean, because mm-hmm. you've been so into what they've been doing as a team. And like you said, you know, you want you can choose sides. Are you team MJF or Adam Cole, whatever the hell the shtick that they want to go with? But yeah, it's just when it comes to that, like when it comes to the turn, it needs to happen because, yes, I understand they're doing tremendous things as a team. But again, we have to also remember that it's at the end of the day, it's temporary, right? This is they're not yeah. a legit tag team. You know, like even like people like the Rock and Sock connection, freaking right. Gold Dust and Booker T. It was all a temporary type of thing, and that's what we have yeah. to remember at the end of the day as well. But here's the thing: if they do the turn properly, then it could just feel them teaming together could feel just as such if they were to break up and now start this really kick this feud or this match leading up to All In into high gear. So that's yeah, how I kind of look at things. But yeah, yeah Brian, and like you know, you bring that. up Brock and Sock connection or Gold Dust and Booker T. That's also part of what 
like why it sticks out, you know, why it resonated with us in, in, in our, you know, brains and we can remember it is because it was like a short lived thing. And it was, a you know, like, Oh, you know, what's this new thing. Right. If, if you keep, you got to know when to end it. Right. You, you yeah. gotta, you Exa- can't, exactly, it's better to right. end it early than to let it drag out and people become uninterested. And that's, so, and that's the thing. And that's exactly another reason. I'm glad you brought that up, Brian. It's just that you, you have to know when to end something, right? Yeah. Of course we want something like this between MJF and Adam Cole to pretty much continue forever, but there's right. no doubt that you can't, there's no doubt, especially when it comes to Tony Khan's booking, it's going to drag out and people are going to get sick of it. I'm telling, I'm just saying, man, the more that people, I understand, I get it. People are a fan of this team, but the more it drags out, to where, okay, now it's, you know, especially, like I said, when it comes to the booking of this company, people are going to get sick of it and people are going to wonder, yep. like, what the fuck are we doing? So, and it's yeah. all about the timing, man. It's as long as you time it right and you do everything right and everything's done correctly and everybody stays face and everybody can connect with all of everybody combined with, that's involved in this story or whatever this feud is, then, you know, that's how you get people wanting to see more right because they love this team so much and they want to see and they're so you know in a good way right you know we we talk about being frustrated or being feeling a certain type of way about a show or a character to where all right i I just i want to turn this television off i hate this character because you know i legit want to slam my head through a cement wall because they're not doing anything for the company nor getting me excited right but then there's the other type of feel to where oh man like he's such a this like, like like a heel, for example, right? Like if you're so mad about a certain heel, like, oh, mm-hmm. like I hate you so much, but damn, you are so good at what you do. I'm going to keep watching you, right? Freaking people like yep. freaking, you know, Roddy Roddy Piper, you know, how of a heel, <laughs> even though you hated his freaking guts, right? You wanted to continue to see what Rick he does Flair. because you wanted to see it. Right, Ric Flair. You want to see this dude get his fucking ass whooped, right? <laughs> so you're going to continue to suck it up. And, and as much as you hate the dude and you hate him showing off his freaking Rolex watches and shit and doing the woo, right? You freaking wanted to see him get his ass kicked. And that's, and, and, and that's the same goes for when it comes to whatever side you pick when it comes to MJF and Adam Cole, you want to see more of it because now, now there's a different type of feel that where mm-hmm. you don't want to see what happens, but you need to see what happens. And that's, that's, that's my answer in regards to what yeah. needs to continue to happen moving forward. Right. As much as we don't want to see this team break up as much as in the moment, as it's special as it is, you know, at some point we have to remember, man, this is a temporary thing to further mm-hmm. a story that hopefully by the time we get to all in in Wembley stadium, by the time we get into that match, we are looking forward to seeing what how that match is going to take place. It's a shame right. that it's that it's that it's going to be a rematch technically, but still the way that things have been playing out with this coexisting game, right? Um, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? And, and they've done very well, and hopefully they can continue as such going into the pay per view. But yeah, Brian, your final thoughts in regards to all that as we wrap up uh, Dynamite here, as we will go over some more stuff as well in, in regards to Jericho, but at least in regards to, to MGF and Adam Cole, your final thoughts in regards to all that. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I would prefer, and I, I agree with you, I think the turn has to happen here at, at the match with FTR. Um, you know, I'm with you. If they, and this is why I say, I mean, like, would I be, like, pissed or whatever if they didn't? No, 
Uh, you know, I wouldn't because it's it's going to be entertaining, funny shit. But like you said, it, it's you got to put the story first, right? And you can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the story. You know who MJF J, MJF is, right? You, and you, so you know this story that they've been telling in the friendship. Yeah, they're both single wrestlers. They're both world championship level wrestlers, singles wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be a a tag team, right? No. So, you know, yeah, set up the story, tell the story well, make the turning, you know, the turn meaningful or 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 special in some way, or just you know a uh, uh, a surprise turn or whatever it is. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It, it's, it's great. It's funny. We love it. Um, but yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta come to an end for, for the betterment of the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll definitely, we'll, I'm sure I definitely will be tuning in for this tag match this is definitely, yeah. definitely a tag match. I think that I, I, I honestly, I'm just, again, just being honest with everybody. Definitely at least the first collision match since it's started uh, that I'm really looking forward to, to see what, what I mean, what and it's going to be a damn good tag match. I think with the, with Abs- this one, yeah. it's going to be a Absolutely. good fucking match. I think, I think the mesh with FTR and their style of wrestling, as well as the entertainment aspect with MJF and Adam Cole, I think yep. it's going to definitely gel very well. And of course the story that's told after once the match is ended um, is definitely, I'm sure a lot what people are looking forward to. So so yeah, we'll see. In regards to do they do the turn at collision? Do they maybe wait uh, for the dynamite following collision um, after that said tag match? Who knows? Um, but definitely, uh, we, we expect things to definitely kick into high gear as we're getting closer and closer to all in. So, uh, but we shall see. We we shall see what happens in regards to that. But uh, to wrap up dynamite here, and, and this is, and we spoke about this before we got on the air here, Brian, about you know other things in regards to this story between MJF and Adam Cole. And now you're getting something maybe not to the same degree or hell nowhere near to the same degree, but (laughs) potential that it could be in the ballpark, if that makes sense to everybody. Um, And that's with Jericho and Don Callis, as it seems like there's a, you know, Jericho is kind of in a rock and a hard place to where does he want to join Don Callis and his family does he want or and he's also, you know, that other side where he doesn't want to do the JAS dirty and, and try to stick with him is now the JAS is involved in this. And, you know, so now Jericho is going to have to make a decision um, in regards to what he wants to do, as I believe he's going to be in a tag match next week with Takeshka um, teaming with Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara as he was in a backstage segment with Don Callis as he arranged the tag match and mm-hmm. Jericho was like very skeptical. And he's like, um, he's like, he really has to think about it. He's like looking around like, all right, I'll do it. Like, let's just do it. And he gifts Don, he, Don Callis gifts him with like this, this painting or portrait or whatever the fuck. Right. Um, and then later on the JAS, they confront Jericho, but you know, Angelo Parker, daddy magic, uh, Anna J as well as Ty Mello, they all, confront Chris Jericho and Anna J says, and I quote says, we spent all this time appreciating you, right? That being the Jericho appreciation society. And I don't think that you appreciate us, you know, mm-hmm. they call them like selfish. The fact that you're even considering this joining Don Callis is very selfish of you after everything that we've done to appreciate you being the legend that you are, you know? Um, and they're just, 
they're they're <laughs> they feel a certain type of way about it. Um, yeah. So and freaking you know, Daddy Magic freaking was like had a few choice words. He's like figure it out or whatever, like in a very deep monotone, deep voice or whatever. Um, as they all kind of just walk out on Jericho, like you better figure this out and you better make the right decision not to trust Don Callis and do what we think that you're about to do. Right. So, so we'll see. Um, and, and before I send this off to you, Brian, in regards to what you think about this, and we spoke briefly about it not too long ago. I just find it weird. And again, I know, but I have to bring this up is that this started off with Sammy Guevara. Right. It was Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. The whole shtick was, you know, Jericho is like, you know, questioning, you know, uh, Sammy Guevara about how, you know, because he was in that title match, that fatal four way with the pillars or whatever the fuck. Right. And he comes back and it seemed like, all right, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, that freaking that makes sense. Because, again, you have to acknowledge the fact that this dude has been away from the faction ever since he was feuding with the title. Right. So. Um, so yeah, and it seems like they've just gone into a completely different direction after that whole tag match with Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seems weird how just in the snap of a finger, the, the story, like not just like the plot or like the chapter of a story, like the entire story has just changed now to where it's not just about Guevara and Jericho, it's pretty much just more about Chris Jericho in his direction as a whole, which is weird. Yeah. So it's just and not that the fact that I'm I'm not on board with it or I'm not going to give it a chance. It's just it's just how we're how we've gotten here to where it's just all of a sudden it's just like there's no acknowledgement to I, I I don't know just the change of attitude with Chris Jericho and how. You know, maybe there's a, you know, it's time for a change for, for Chris Jericho, you know, now that I'm, you know, getting, you know, more older and older and more wiser as I am. Right. And now it's, it's gone from like the arrogant sports entertainer to now this more humbling, confused type of character with, it's just weird. Right. So I don't know, again, uh, Brian, I don't know how you feel about it. Again, I'll give it a chance. And I like how they're trying to go about it. I, I completely love the fact that they're putting some time and effort into it. I completely acknowledge that. It's just how we've gotten into this story, which is just weird that, again, you know, I know it's 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 easy to just, oh, whatever, just forget about it. It's just, no, well, guys, I, I, I can't. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I just, I can't do that because it's it's all about, it's not just about the story sometimes, Brian, that you tell. It's how we get into a said story. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's just and and just changing just out of the blue. Right. It's just changing something out of the blue. That was just it was just really weird to me. Um, But I like what they're I like what they're trying to do. I'll give it a chance with Jericho as well as Don Callis and all the JAS involved, because and and because here's another reason why I'm also kind of conflicted is also the Bucks, Kenny Omega. What's what's their direction if if, if the JAS is going to be the major the major characters that are involved. So because Don Callis and Takeshka, they were supposed to start something with Kenny Omega, but now it seems like Takeshka is now going to be involved with the JAS because it's now Jericho and the JS. So, and this is what I mean, Ben, about a lot of things just happening in so many yeah. different places to where everything is just scattered and it's just a clusterfuck and it's just weird. 
that we, you know, when it's, you know, we talked about it earlier with Samoa Joe and how it's weird how he's just now out of the picture. And, and again, who knows when it comes to Omega and the Bucks, I mean, who knows with, with next week, but it just seems like you would think after winning blood and guts, <laughs> there would be something for them, but there's, there's yeah. not. And you would want to follow that the next week. So it's weird, man. It's just really, really weird. But Brian, I'll finally get to your, to your thoughts here. Your thoughts about this whole situation between the JAS, Chris Jericho, uh, and Don Callis, as well as everyone else involved. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has taken a turn. Um, yeah, for sure, of, of where it started. But, you know, I, I'm okay with it, you know, involving the whole entirety of JAS, you know? I mean, this, this yeah. was a, a faction, like... yeah. That's, you know, it was even confusing at the beginning, like if this group or faction was going to break up, well, the faction wasn't just Sammy and Chris, it was, you know, all of them. Yeah. Um. So, and, and much like the MJF and uh, Adam Cole thing, like, I think there are kind of like three outcomes in this one. Um. And w really what I think is going to happen, uh, especially kind of with the interaction and with Don Callis and him giving the painting. Like, I think Jericho is going to go back, you know, with kind of JAS and, and they're going to like all turn face and you know, like, he's going to apologize and, and whatever. Um, yeah. Either that. That's or... probably, that, that's probably the easier route. I would say if, if that's being yeah. fair, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the JAS decide to, to walk out on Jericho. I could see that maybe happening too, but I think the worst and the and the the one that makes the least amount of sense is if he does go to join Don Callis because, again, like you said, like Callis and Takeshita have the thing with Omega and and the Bucks and the you know the BCC. Mm -hmm. Jericho just doesn't fit in in any of that. Like yeah, so it would be a yeah. I, I think I mean it's either either Jericho is is you know, kind of falling on his face and, and asking for forgiveness or the JAS decide to leave him. And, and then, yeah, I, I don't know where Jericho goes from there, but yeah, I, I don't think he's joining Callus. I, I really don't. It's funny you say that. I don't think he is either. It's funny you yeah. mentioned that too. Like, I, I just don't get that feeling that he is going to join. Now, that would be a major shock factor, whether it's a good or bad yeah. feeling. That's 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 remained to be seen about where it's going to go after that. Because yeah, no, you're right. Because if you're going to continue to tell a story with with Takeshka, Don Callis, and Omega in the box, it's just like yeah, it's like Jericho is just he's there, but it's like. He's like an outsider. Right. Like he, he has nothing to do with what Don and Omega and Takeshka are doing. So yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Exactly. It's just yep. really weird. And that's why I, I just find it weird where the bucks and Omega are nowhere to be found. Like what, like what are we doing with these guys? It's just, if you're going to yeah. tell a story with, with Don and, and Takeshka, then that's fine. But like, why are they not on fucking television? Um, but we're fucking, yeah. but we're again, and again, this is no shade to AR Fox, but we want to freaking, you know, give all this TV time to fucking AR Fox and everybody on their television screens is like, who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's just, no, it's really right. odd. It's just, it's really, yeah. really odd to me. But yeah, that's definitely probably the route where definitely makes the most sense. And I definitely think it's the, it's the easier route to go and the, the, the safer route, I should say is, is the, is the better term. 
uh, is the safer. And also, here's another reason for it, to be completely honest. You know, I I don't know if we'll, it's not even really worth covering all that much, but like the BCC, right? They're going to need a faction to feud against because, you know, the best friends and they ain't it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how, yeah, the whole BCC and best friends thing, like the, yeah, the styles and the, I mean, it just, the, the whole, the pairing just doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, yeah, the BCC is going to annihilate you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> or or yeah, at least I should. I, I don't know. I know it's wrestling and whatever, but I mean, just the, you know, if, if you're trying to like, you know, be convincing, like just the, the type of shtick, the best friends and the personality have, well, like, yeah, they don't have that extra gear to compete with BCC. They just don't. No, no. And speaking of the BCC, man, like John Moxley, like, is this dude about to feud with Orange Cassidy? Is is that is that what's going on here? Is that man, match? Like, man, I don't know. And that's like with John Moxley, man. Like, dude, again, John fucking Moxley. You guys heard of that name? You fucking should. I mean, this is a this is a dude that's legit. Has been arguably like. You know, at one point in time, again, when he was world heavyweight, when he was AEW world champion, this dude was legit the face of your fucking company. And he and, kept him afloat. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and, and he's with the BCC and that's great. And they've had their moments for sure. But now you're going to have him feud with Orange Cassidy for this international championship that has no prestige whatsoever. <laughs> and, and it's just like it's it's fucking weird man like I, yeah. I i understand the match would be a banger of a match but like the booking of this championship makes just there's nothing important about it i'm sorry i mean and listen much love to to orange cassidy right i'm sure like the, the dude busts his ass and he's a he's a tremendous performer and and you know and he's had his moments in the company as well but it's just the way that he has been booked with this championship. And now a guy like John Moxley, who's held world title gold, is going after an international fucking title. That's like Drew McIntyre freaking going from a world heavyweight championship to now he's going to be fa- going after a mid-card title <laughs> with, with the Intercontinental Championship. Yes, I understand it's it's with Gunther and it's going to be a good match, just like how Orange Cassidy and John Moxley is going to be a decent match, right? But it's but again, like why is why is Moxley going is going to go after this title? Now again, not and, not saying that it's confirmed, but that's what it seems like that's the direction that they're going in. He's attacking John Moxley and he cheap shot him after this match with AR Fox. He's beating him up during the freaking main event uh segment at the end of the night. It just seems like that's the direction that they're going in. So if that's the case, yeah. I'm just like that that's what we're doing with Mox. It's just, it doesn't make sense, man. This dude should feel as such, bro. Just the way we feel about MJF and Adam Cole right now, Mox should be to the same degree. And, and, and as of late, he's not. And that, that's just what yeah. sucks about it. But yeah, Brian, your thoughts about that with Mox and, and the BCC and, 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 you know, what they're involved in right now in regards to potentially, I guess, feuding with, with orange Cassidy, I guess, uh, moving forward. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, because I missed it. So, I mean, Mox attacked, you know, Cassidy after his match, but it wasn't that, did they say something because, like, like Cassidy did something to Claudio, like, on Dynamite? Like, that's the reason for the attack? Yeah. And if so, why the fuck isn't like Claudio that. attacking him? 
Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I, I don't understand. So yeah. So like it's, it's Claudio's freaking feud technically. Right. But it's, but right. Sean Moxley is now inserting, Oh, it's like, Oh, because you know, you, <laughs> it's like, you, you know, you're, you know, cause Claudio oh, and I get it. Right. You know, cause they're the faction they're defending one another. I, again, guys, I get it, but it's just like, so John Moxley is just like, what, like the added layer to Claudio and, and Orange Cast, or that's what we suspect. I mean, that's the yeah, explanation right. that was given. So, yeah, it's just, it's fucking weird. I, yeah. I don't understand what we're doing with Moxley, nor the BCC for that matter. Um, moving forward, it's just, it's a shame. For, for anybody spoken... out there listening, man, uh, like go back and watch the end of this show too. And, you know, let us know your thoughts. Like to me, yeah. it really looked like at, by the end, as they were going off the air, I don't know what happened and maybe they just totally worked me, but it looked like it might've turned into a, a somewhat of a shoot there with Mox and Cassidy and, the way Mox got up and then kind of backed away from Penta and then just bailed on everybody. It was yeah. just weird, man. It was weird. Yeah. Everything about, yeah, it was weird. And and speaking of weird, that's just what this fucking show was as a whole. It was yeah. just really, it was just really weird, man. To freaking just, you know, frick, the Britt Baker and Taya Valkyrie match. I mean, just, you know, Britt Baker defeats Taya Valkyrie. Okay, great. I, I don't know what that does for anybody. Now, nor was the crowd in fucking Albany, New York, gave two fucking shits about the match, um, as well as everything else, man. Pa- Pack defeating guys. I'm 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 not bullshitting you. Pack defeating Gravity. Yes, guys. There's a wrestler named. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. Like, I was fucking like, Gravity. What? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, fucking gravity, man. That's the yeah. oh, just just fuck, just just fucking shoot me, bro. If you're you're that's the like. Imagine like you're in a boardroom, right? It's like picture this. We're gonna call you gravity. Just take a fucking bullet to my fucking head, why not? And not to not to shit on on this other guy here, but just imagine yeah. the dream match, right? Gravity versus Ricochet. Like, oh my <laughs> god, man. <laughs> Oh, dream match, God. man! Sign it up. Somebody, yeah, there's so many like day, WWE, AEW type of dream matches now. Yeah, freaking Shane. Yeah. Oh my God, fuck it, eh? Yeah, I, I can legit see that out. I can legit some some schmuck in the community freaking saying that shit. Okay, right? Yeah, man. Just from and just to finish things off, as we're gonna get into NXT shortly. Just a very just a dud of a show. I mean, nothing about this show. Again, we we talked about with MJF and Adam Cole and a little sprinkle here and there with, with Jericho and Don Callis that has potential outside of that. This show did not flow at all. The way that collision has flowed very well. We talked about the flow of, of, of AW collision and how it flows very light, very nicely. You did not get that with the show. You have fucking orange Cassidy. Once again, starting off the show, freaking Jerry Lynn, by the way, made an appearance. If you guys know Jerry Lynn, if you're a fan of, of ECW, you guys yeah. know Jerry Lynn. However, Albany, New York did not fucking know who the hell Jerry Lynn was because he came out to fucking dead silence. And then all of a sudden he says ECW. So now the crowd wants to be like ECW. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so now. <laughs> right? They had no fucking clue. They yeah. had no fucking idea. Oh, ECW. All right, let's all do What's the chant. What's the cameraman ECW? doing there? Right. <laughs> Right. It's just like fucking yeah. the cameraman. Right. 
Uh, so, to be fair, I mean, he does look different. You know, I mean, he used to have like the longer hair. The I mean, he does hair, look a yeah. little different with his short hair and stuff, to be yeah, fair. No, but, I, yeah, I, I get it. Right. I, I understand. It's just like, at least maybe would have played like his theme music coming out. So maybe right, yeah. of who he was. He just comes out. And to not just only that, him. like, I, I don't want to take up too much time here, but not only yeah. that, but like, okay, so you do this turn with Jack Perry and have him beat Hook. Why the fuck is he getting ready to wrestle Jerry Lynn? What what the fuck? Yeah, I I don't know. I, uh, I, don't know. Uh, I mean, that's no no shade to Jerry Lynn. Like, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. you. I'm you know good, but why Just are why? you here in ECW about to have a fight with with? <laughs> Harry, yeah what? yeah uh it's yeah it's it's just so fucking out of left field it's really yeah it's really weird unless they're going to continue this shtick with hook and, and 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 jack perry probably maybe that's like another a rematch of a rematch between yeah. hook and, and and jack perry it's just i don't know man just again does anybody give a fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I know there's a lot of people that maybe like Jerry Lynn from ECW and they like Brian, like you mentioned, like, you know, yeah. of him and such as well as I do, man. Like I said, I'm, I, I know, I know these people from back in the day, especially ECW when ECW was at its fucking peak. Like I know these people, but at the same time, it's just like, when you watch this stuff, it's like, does anybody fucking care? You know, yeah. we, we want to see what Jack Perry can do as a heel, but it's just like, you know, that's the best you can fucking do is, is that it's just, right. it's just so fucking weird, man. But yeah, this show was just, just did not hit, man. It did not get me that much more excited about all in, which is in a month from now. Um, it, it's just, just a weird dud of a show. Um, that, that's, that's all I can really say uh, in, in regards to that, but, uh, we'll, We'll see how, you know, the build of this pay-per-view continues. Of course, so, you know, we, we talked about MJF and Adam Cole. Hopefully things continue to heat up. Does the split happen? Does it not? Do they wait it out a bit? Um, as well as Chris Jericho in regards to does he side with Don Callis and the JAS and how that turns out. And we'll, we'll talk more about this next week and moving forward, getting closer to all in. 